Hi, this is Vanna Oberholzer for Talent Talks. And today I'm speaking with Kirk Kruger, the Talent Talks expert on reward strategy and executive remuneration. Kirk has helped some of South Africa's biggest companies to design and implement reward strategies that help them attract, retain, and motivate talented people. And today he will be sharing his thoughts and tips with me on some of the common mistakes businesses make when it comes to what they offer employees in terms of pay and reward. Kirk, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Verna. So for employees and employers, remuneration is such an important factor um, and it can have a lot of influence on the relationship and ultimately also your business's performance. Kirk, what are some of the common mistakes that you see businesses make when it comes to remuneration? What do they get wrong? So Verna, I think on the whole in South Africa, I think there are a lot of really good examples uh, you know, of what to do right. But the things that, that I see that companies typically get wrong is, is they're not clear on their, their reward strategy. Uh, they're not clear on their reward structure. And they're not certain of, of where they should position pay, um, who they should compare with, how much variable pay they should have, what benefits uh, they, they should have. And so this also cascades into them not being consistent. Um, line managers are not comfortable uh, with making pay decisions and pay decisions are often quite random. Um, uh, they, they also really are not uh, clear on, on who their key skills are, um, sometimes who their high performers are. So uh, they're, not, they're not really differentiating their pay in favor of key skills and, and high performers. So those are some of the, uh, uh, the missteps that, that I see in, in companies in South Africa. And, and Kirk, I suppose not differentiating between your high performance um, and, and not being consistent in your pay decisions and approach, I suppose that uh, also creates a lot of unhappiness internally and, and has a really negative impact on, on your employee experience as well. So these are fairly serious issues that we need to think about. How do we how, how do companies avoid these uh, pitfalls and these mistakes? What, what do they do? Yeah, so I, I think uh, having a defined strategy around reward is, is key. Uh, it doesn't have to be something complicated. You know, there's just a couple of key points that they need to agree on. So in the strategy, one would state how you want to use reward in your business, who you're going to compare to, what position in the market you want to compare to. Is it the median, the upper quartile? Uh, you'd also state how your variable pay is going to work, what your benefit structure would look like. So these are relatively simple things and this should be agreed with the leadership of the business. So there needs to be buying from the top. Then that needs to be rolled out uh, through the business. So it cannot just be a document that lives on its own. Line managers need to be trained. Business needs to stick to the strategy. And then the business should on an ongoing basis, uh, have checks and balances to see how they're doing against the strategy. So look at your pay differentials uh, between uh, people of different grades, of different uh, gender, race, uh, different key jobs. And all of this can go a long way to uh, just making sure that you've uh, got a solid foundation uh, for award in the business. 
Kirk, when you start working in, on your strategy, what is the first thing that you that you need to do, that first step? Uh, do you start with analysis or do you start with a philosophical uh, discussion around who you want to be in the market and where you want to play? Where, where do I go? What do I do? Yeah, so it, it typically starts with a philosophical discussion and it then migrates into, you know, very database-based uh, statements. The, the philosophical side of it is, is a starting point. That's really uh, deciding as a business, what does that business want to achieve with reward? You know, those are statements like attracting, retaining, motivating the right talent for this business. It's, it's quite philosophical, but then that does lead into a very specific and and as I say, data-driven analysis. So if, for instance, a business says they want to position their pay at the median of the market, there needs to be a detailed analysis of the reality. Are they positioned at the median? Are they above? Are they below? So starts with philosophy and then moves into uh, the the numbers as such. And I suppose also key to what you said is is knowing what the right talent is for your business and then making sure that you have the right strategy to match up with that. So if you have really high expectations, but you are looking to pay at medium of the market, uh, you may have a little bit of mismatch, I would I would imagine. Absolutely. And, and you know, a, a total reward strategy is very much a an HR strategy. So, the, you know, if you look at the different disciplines in HR, they are all going to contribute to this. So from a talent management perspective, we need to be clear on, on what the, the right talent is for our business. And that in turn will contribute uh, to the actual reward strategy. So, Businesses that, that are not clear on who the right talent is for them will also struggle to be clear on where they're going to pay. And Van, the other thing I see is that companies also don't differentiate enough. So, you know, as much as we may want to position pay at the median of the market, that's across the board on average. But a business shouldn't be shy to target very specific skills that are key for them and perhaps pay at a higher level um, for those key skills. And that differentiation is sometimes a tough conversation, uh, but it's a very necessary one. Okay, that's a really interesting point in, term, in terms of differentiation. Um, so it's not really a one-size-fits-all scenario in that um, that you need to think about all the different needs in your business and the kind of talent that you need uh, and work that into your reward strategy. So really taking a, a multidimensional approach. Correct. Um, you know, there's the, the the differentiation is is really at two levels. The one is around key skills, and the other ones around performance. Um, so, what a business typically wants to do is have a disproportionate amount of their reward spend going towards key skills and high performers. It's not one size fits all. Uh, although there, there may be a general statement to start with, but then. After that, one needs to get a bit more specific around key skills and performance. Right, that's very insightful. I want to ask you also a little bit about how we think about remuneration and reward. Is it only about the money? Um, I mean, I know that's quite an important thing when you look at your payslip at the end of the month and what what you take home. Um, but what else should companies be thinking about? Um, and what do we build into a total reward view or, or strategy? Yes, so um, a very, very good point that you, you raise. Um, is it about the money? And it's partly about the money, but there's ample research that shows us 
that money is one part. The other elements that are very important and they growing in importance as we see needs change with different generations and also even now through COVID, we've noticed a, a change in people's priorities. So the other elements, uh, Vanna, are around benefits. Um, and typically, you know, those are retirement benefits, healthcare benefits, and sometimes there are certain uh, discounted products um, that can be very attractive to a company's employee base. Um, so if I'm a bank, a discounted home loan is, is, is quite powerful. The other part uh, that, that is rising in importance is what I call work-life effectiveness. And that's really about how do I work? What hours do I work? Uh, where do I work from? There's, I think, been a tug of war around is working from home uh, practical? A lot of people are against it. I think COVID has shown that it is quite practical. Uh, not everybody uh, will handle it in a mature, responsible way. But uh, we did need to recognize that people have uh, different family needs, uh, they have different lifestyles, and work can be flexible around that. Then uh, another key area is, is recognition. And this is, again, uh, we, the point you raised about is it all about the money? And recognition typically may have a monetary component, but it's often less about the money and a lot more about putting your top performers in the public eye, awarding them in uh, non-monetary ways, uh, that, you know, whether those are holidays or whether it's public uh, recognition on a stage in front of the whole company. But recognition is a key item. And then lastly, um, individual development. Uh, people are inquisitive by nature. People want to grow. And so how does a company develop people? And that can be internal training, external training, can be mentoring. There's a number of avenues that can be very powerful uh, in an employee's life. And, uh, and does not necessarily cost uh, a lot of money for the company. Wow, that sounds amazing and a, and a lot, of, lot of thought to put into how you, you think about rewarding and recognizing people. Um, and it, just going back to that point on consistency that you mentioned right up front. So, Kirk, these are a lot of really great ideas. If I, in my business, don't yet have uh, or don't yet take a total reward approach and view when it comes to remuneration, and I have listened to you now and I hear what you're saying, and I really want to tackle total reward in my 2021 year. What would you suggest I do as a first departure point? Where do I begin um, on this total reward journey? Yes, uh, I think uh, what, what a company needs to do, and this, this will typically emanate from uh, the human resources team, but have a look at the, the business strategy, the HR strategy, and then really work in a multidisciplinary way uh, with the, the HR leadership team, as an example, and develop what I've spoke about earlier, the, the total reward strategy, workshop the philosophy, workshop the, the practical side of this. It's going to look different in different companies. Get, get the, the, the thoughts flowing, get the thoughts on paper, uh, using some of those main pillars that are that are mentioned, and then uh, engage uh, senior leadership, bring them along on the journey, 
allow them to give their views. They, they may uh, see it very differently, but let the senior leadership team be part of the development and the uh, design uh, of, of the strategy. And then once uh, you feel that you have a, a strong uh, strategy, uh, a strong business case um, to perhaps focus a bit more on these different areas of, of total reward, uh, then um, you know get it finalized uh, with the senior leadership team, get sign off at a, uh, for instance, an exco level, and then you roll that out through the business. Um, let it become part of the the DNA of the business. It's not a document that then gets filed. Uh, it's something that needs to be very uh, front of mind that needs to be lived and breathed uh, every day, especially by, by line managers. Employees need to understand it as well and, and see the value in it. So that, that's where I would start uh, with a, a draft strategy as such, not very complicated, and then take it through those, those various steps that I mentioned. That's very helpful advice. Thank you very much, Kirk. Um, thank you for your time today and for sharing your thoughts with us on, on what you see businesses commonly do wrong when it comes to remuneration um, and reward and, and the steps that we can take to avoid those pitfalls and to start the journey on a total reward strategy. I'm Vanna Oberholzer for Talent Talks. If you have enjoyed this interview and want to access our extensive collection of articles, podcasts and videos, visit www.talenttalks.net.